Thank you, Mariette and team. Okay, so it is the last day of the year. It should probably be fitting if we do a, some sort of a, a new year, new me type of a message, right? Um, maybe just turn to someone next to you and just tell them, well done for making it to the end of the year. That is a huge achievement. Interestingly enough, when I was thinking of, of today and, and having the privilege of standing here today and bring a message, is I was just looking at the day itself. Um, it's the end of the month. It's the end of the year. Um, it's the, the, the last day of, of 2023. And I just, for some reason, just went into my calendar. And interestingly enough, the year had 365 days, 52 weeks, as we know. Um, but we had 53 Sundays. Um, we had the very first day of this year was also a Sunday, interestingly enough. And then the last day, we're ending it off with a Sunday. And so you are definitely at the right place if you are here today. And I hope to see you all at the worship evening tonight as well. Um, but we had 52 weeks this year, 53 Sundays, because the year started and ended with a Sunday. And then tomorrow it all starts again. Kind of sounds like whew, silence. Everything starts new again tomorrow, 2024, 1st of January. Now, like with every year, all of us, we've been through this many times. The new year, it's like a blank canvas in front of us. New year, new me. We know that thing. Okay, so this year is going to be the year. 2023. Yes, amen. 2023. It's almost done. For many, it was tough. It was not an easy year, but this year, this is going to be the year. Many of us, we have our goals, we have our dreams. We want to achieve our, our fitness levels. We want to run our, our 50Ks a week, and, and we want to drink five liters of water a day and only eat broccoli and ice cubes. That's just me. No. Some of us, we want to spend more time, quality time with our family. Some of us this year, we, we really have a goal to, to, to be more present with our family, with our spouses, with our children, and to put our phones down more. Maybe for some of us, what this blank canvas looks like and, and what these things are that we want to achieve in this new year is something like, I want to spend more time outdoors. I want to spend more quality time in nature, God's creation. Maybe, and hopefully for, for many of us, most of us, um, this blank canvas may, may be something like this year, I want to read my Bible every single day. This year, I want to pray more. I want to, to give more. I want to serve the Lord more. I want to give my whole life to Him. Who of us can relate to that? Who of us have thought of like that in the last few days? I'm sure all of us have in some point. This is going to be our best year. Amen? Amen. We say it sometimes, and it's not a bad thing to have these things in our lives, but we say it sometimes as if tonight there's this incredible switch that's going to be flicked and everything resets. 
and we start new again. That's the kind of a mindset <clears throat> that we sometimes can have in this life. And why I'm saying this is when I was looking at the year that's passed, I really found it profound that the year started and ended with a Sunday and the Lord just came and he reminded me and he told me how sometimes we can live our lives in such a manner that we live from a Sunday to a Sunday. Taking for granted, not really much happening in between. We have these special days. We, we easily have this line of thinking. We can easily adopt this mindset that we place in our lives. We place these invisible markers, these invisible checkpoints in our lives um, that for some reason we think of that day coming. Next week, I will start doing that. Next month. I'm going to start doing this. This year, this year has passed. Next year, this year coming, this is the year. We, we place these, these markers in our mind and it becomes this kind of a mindset that we form that everything in between, it, it, it doesn't really have much significance. That day is coming, so then it will be okay. We start off well with these things that we, we plan for ourselves, these goals that we have. We usually start off very strong. January, it's, it's renowned. The roads are, are very busy with runners and cyclists. The gyms are full. The, the nature reserve is full of people walking. We start off strong. We do well. We're motivated. We know we have this blank canvas. But as soon as the reality of life happens again, maybe the holiday finishes, the school starts again, we have to go back to work, we have to go back to our towns. I'm sorry for those of you that do not live in Armanas permanently. It is tough. It is tough. I hope you took a lot of pictures. But once that reality starts hitting us, it becomes significantly and increasingly more difficult to maintain this, I'm going to do it all now and, and this is the year, this is where I'm going to give my all. Tomorrow becomes next week. Next week becomes next month. Where we used to say once a day I'm going to do this, once a day I'm going to read my Bible becomes once a week maybe. Once a week maybe for some becomes once a, once a month. I don't have to paint the whole picture for you. I'm sure many of us can relate to this. And eventually the sad reality of this mindset, this, this way of thinking that we, we constantly find ourselves getting into at times is that this mindset, this way of thinking can infiltrate our relationship with God. It can infiltrate the way that we serve and that we love and that we follow the Lord. Tomorrow, next week, next month, I'm going to start reading my Bible tomorrow. New Bible plan starting tomorrow, the 1st of Jan. Next week, I'm going to join a small group. Next month, I'm going to attempt to fast. Even though I didn't really speak to God this week, it's okay. Because Sunday is coming. Next week is there. That marker is in place. I'll be okay for now because I'm going to church on Sunday. And Sundays are incredible. They really are amazing. But the mindset that we, we can sometimes have as human beings on this earth is we originate, but we don't initiate. We create these ideas. We, we have it laid out in our minds, but when it comes to the initiating part, that's where we sometimes fall short. What happens between Sundays? 
trying to be disciplined, trying to be motivated, trying to be focused, and living a devoted life out of your own strength is hard. It's challenging, and it usually ends up in some form of disappointment or regret if we rely on our own strength. Hebrews 11 was 1 and verse 6. We know these scriptures so well. Now faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In 2024, we don't want to just survive. We want to thrive. Am I right? We don't want to just survive, but we can't do it out of our own strength. We need help. We need something extra. We need a game plan to become more spiritually stronger, more disciplined, more devoted. We need faith. We need faith. Without it, we are lost. Faith is the very foundation that God builds upon in our lives. So beautifully, so fittingly, we sang this morning, and I will build my life upon your love. And it is a firm foundation. How we trust, how we approach, how we love the Lord, how we draw near to Him, builds a firm foundation in our lives, which can only be built upon. As with anything in life, if you want to go higher, you need a strong foundation. The word substance and the word evidence in that scripture literally means assurance and conviction or proof. The ESV study Bible describes biblical faith in this way, and this is an amazing description. Biblical faith is not a vague hope grounded in imaginary wishful thinking. Biblical faith is, set, is a settled confidence that something in the future, something not yet seen, but promised by God will actually come to pass because God will bring it about. It's not a leap in the dark. It's about trusting the eternal, all-powerful, almighty God in every aspect of our lives. On a Sunday we gather together as believers wonderfully. We pray together. We meet together. We, we fellowship. We worship together. We hear from the Lord. We receive. Our hearts are truly touched. We are truly cut deep by the Lord's word. And he works in us. We are stirred. We are changed. Sundays are amazing. Am I right? Sundays truly are glorious. The gathering of the saints. We cannot take it for granted. It's special. And we are very privileged to have that in our lives. But then what changes afterwards? What happens between from a Monday to a Saturday? You see, the church is the place where the Lord's Holy Spirit dwells. Just as we read in the Old Testament in Kings and in Chronicles, just as the Lord's glory filled the temple that Solomon built for the Lord. When the saints were gathered, so too, that's where the Lord's Spirit dwells, the church. But this, this roof, those walls, that projector, this stage, these chairs, is part of a building. 
We are the church. You, me, all of us sitting here in this place, standing wherever you are, if you are here in this place, you are the church. Romans 8 from verse 9 to 11 says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. 1 Corinthians 3.16 simply puts it, Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that His Spirit dwells in you? If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, His Spirit dwells in you. To grow in a life of devotion, to grow in a life of faith, committed to the Lord, we need to realize and we need to accept that we need Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. But more than that, when we have accepted Him, we carry His presence. We carry His Holy Spirit wherever we go. We have what we need inside of us to succeed, to have a prosperous year, to have a prosperous life. Abundant life, as the Word teaches us. Because the Almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful Eternally trustworthy God who has proven himself true through his son and through his word is with us. He will never leave us and he will never forsake us. We carry his presence. Going into this new year, you need to know wherever you go, if you have submitted your life and surrendered your life to the Lord, you carry his presence with you wherever you go. On this journey of growing faith, if we want to have a faithful, devoted life to, to the Lord this year, if we want to really see his glory revealed in our lives, and we know years are tough, we know years comes with their ups and their downs, with their challenges. I don't think there's one person in here that cannot say they didn't at least have one challenge this year. But if we want to persevere, if we want to not only just get through it, but we want to thrive, we need to draw near to the Lord. And something that will help us on this journey is patience and consistency. The Lord often challenges me with this concept that if my life outside of these walls look different, vastly different than that of a Sunday, yes, we do all these amazing things together as, as believers, as a body, but if my life outside of this building looks vastly different from what happens between me and him here on a Sunday, then something is definitely disconnected. Something is wrong then I am not truly walking in the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, what he has come to do for me on that cross, for each one of us. I have to ask ourselves, we have to ask ourselves this question. Are we living from a Sunday to a Sunday, from a moment to a moment? 
what happens in between. James 1 verse 2 to 4 says, My brethren, count it all as joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Again, yeah, powerful descriptions, but that word patience translates to endurance. The root word and the word perfect translates to maturity, to become mature, to grow up. In other words, this year, if we want our faith to grow, but more than that, to become strong and to become resilient to the things of this world, to endure, we need to realize that just living from one big day to another big day is not going to cut it. It will break you. Patience and consistency is key. The testing of your faith produces patience or endurance. It makes you perfect. In other words, it makes you mature. What does this mean? It means that we have to cultivate a life of daily obedience to Christ. The rain is going to come. Now we have sunshine. Welcome to Hermanus. But the rain is going to come. The darkness is going to come. The cold is going to come. The wind is going to blow. It's going to be difficult at times. But if you consistently put in your two kilometers, if you consistently do what you need to do per day, we start building a foundation in our lives. A tested foundation that is unshakable. The more we get to know God, the more we spend time with Him. We start building a foundation. This morning as I was just preparing, I was just praying, and, and the Lord just gave me this picture of me walking on the beach with my wife. And I have this, this image if... if I speak about a daily obedience with the Lord. It's our walk with the Lord. We've heard that term. If you, walked with a love, if you walk with a loved one, someone that you really care for, maybe for some of you that's a wife or a, or a husband or a girlfriend or, or whatever it is or a parent, we've all had a walk with someone on the beach. Maybe you've seen it. But do we walk together and then afterwards, maybe one minute after you walk, you just start running away from the person? You just leave them behind. And then for some reason you run away, you run back again because you see they're not with you. Or do we for some reason when we walk with someone that we truly care for, do we stop and, and that person goes on and then we see we have to catch up again. What I'm describing here is if we walk with the Lord, we walk with the Lord. And He walks with us. Yes, if we fail, yes, if we stop, He is always there. But when we realize that, sometimes we have to run to Him. Because we have put ourselves behind. Sometimes, just somehow, we reason and we exhaust all other options in our lives. We run ahead and then we realize, shucks, but the Lord's with me all the way. We have to cultivate a daily obedience and that's a daily relationship with the Lord. Walking with him. Matthew 7 verse 24 to 25 says, Therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. 
And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. On a strong foundation of faith, God can build in our lives, and it leads to growth, it leads to maturity, it leads to wholeness. As we continue, as we go into this new year on our new journey, we can evaluate as we go. Evaluate your walk as you go and adjust where is needed. For many of us, we have these music apps or, or sport apps or tracking apps on our, on our phones. Spotify Music, who of you here use Spotify or, or Apple Music or whatever. They all have a year in review. They, they show you what music you listen to this year. And then some, some smart algorithm puts everything together that you listen to. And they show you what you've listened to. Or the, the data trackers that you use when you, when you run or exercise, they, they put this whole thing together for you. It's a year in review. I know many of you, most of you are on Facebook or many of you are on Facebook. Facebook has a similar thing as well of amazing things that happened this year. A year in review. If we play this before us, it's good to reflect. It's good to reflect. If we have to place our faith as a year in review, if we have to reflect on our year that has passed, what does our faith look like? What did our faith look like up until now? Is our faith like that expensive crockery, the expensive plates, the cutlery and the knives and the forks? I know many of you will relate those ones that your mom places very high up on the cupboard or very deep. You know the plates with the gold crested uh, sides, you're not allowed to microwave them. The silk napkins that only come out, all of those things that only come out at once a year maybe on Christmas dinners. And only she is allowed to wash them. They're not allowed to go in the dishwasher. You know those? Who of you have those plates or, or know what I'm talking about? And then once, once they're out and we use them, we, we place them back again. Is that what our faith looks like? Used only for a short while. And it puts back into a cupboard. Does our lives reflect our faithful lives, our faith walk with the Lord? Does it reflect a faithful life of following Jesus, of being his disciple, being a faithful follower of Christ daily? Or can some of us claim the nickname being a weekend warrior, only living from one day to another? I put this challenge out there for all of us. I myself, I'm deeply challenged by this concept of just constantly looking into my life and making sure that I'm truly living in the fullness of what the Lord has made available to me. Did I make use of 365 days of glorious opportunities of sharing the gospel, of speaking to someone about Jesus, about living my best life for Him, about serving Him and His church, growing closer to Him? Or did I only use 53 days, 52 days? 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16 says, Do you not know that you are a temple of God? I've read it earlier. And that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now I really hope this doesn't come to a surprise for anyone here. But did you know that our worship and our devotion to God 
is not exclusively limited to a specific time or a place. We carry his presence within us. As we have established in Christ, we are a new creation and his spirit dwells in us. His glorious Holy Spirit resides in his children. We carry his presence wherever we go. And he changes us to become more holy. It's in the name Holy Spirit. We do not have to come only to a Sunday to come closer to the Lord. And I know this is a, a concept that most of us understand, but we sometimes we really need to say it again and again, and we need to remind ourselves again and again, because every year, again and again, we can start strong, but it can dwindle, and it can go down. We need to constantly be aware of the fact that in Christ, we carry His presence with us wherever we go. We can draw near to Him behind the desk of a laptop. We can draw near to Him behind the steering wheel of a car. You can stand in a queue at checkers or you can lie with your children on the beach. Wherever you are, you have an opportunity to love and serve the Lord, draw close to Him and serve His people. And He helps us through His Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is Spirit. My church family, I want to encourage you, don't wait for tomorrow to see the change in your life, to draw closer to the Lord. Don't procrastinate. Don't put the Lord off. Don't set Him aside as if it's the next thing to happen. Stop putting the Lord off until Sunday. His Spirit made us free so that we could worship Him. We carry His presence. Therefore, ask Him to help you now. Ask Him to guide you now. Ask Him to give you wisdom for the situation that you find yourselves in now. Speak to Him. We grow as we go. That is true faith. Knowing that He will do it. Are you still with me this morning? Our faith is not a separate journey from the rest of our lives. Our faith is the journey. Our faith in God is not some aspect like our careers, like our finances, like, like our relationships, all these things that we can compartmentalize different avenues, different lanes that we swim in in our lives. Our faith cannot be put in a separate lane. Faith is not an event. It's not a task. God is not a calendar entry like a 10 a.m. dentist appointment. Our faith in God is meant to be the very substance, the very foundation upon which all these things are placed on and built on. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 
One of my favorite scriptures. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Our time is meant to fit in with the agenda that God has for our lives, not the other way around. Our faith cannot be separated from any other aspect. How we trust God with our finances is how we attain our financial goals. How we trust God with our health. How we trust God with our relationships. How we trust God with our families, with our careers. With our joy. Our faith in God is woven into the very being of who we are. Into the very being of our lives. And it brings life and it gives hope to all which God has given us. Our faith in Christ instills hope. Knowing that I have to go into 2024 in my own strength. And I have to do everything from my own strength. That totally freaks me out if I have to live that way. Knowing that I go into a new year from the Lord's strength who works in me who is faithful, who I have seen has been faithful in my life and the lives of others time and time and time again, gives me great hope and great assurance and great joy and excitement for the year that lies ahead. Our faith in God is woven into the very beings of our lives. It gives us purpose and it instills hope. In 2024, don't make your relationship with God part of your plans and your goals and your dreams. I know that sounds backwards. Make your plans and your dreams and your goals part of your relationship with God. That is the mindset that we need to go into in this not in the new year. I'm using 2024 as it's a, it's a great reference. Today is a good day to use it. But that's the way we should live every single day of our lives. Our plans should fit in with the Lord's plans for our lives, not vice versa. Do that. Try to get that right. And you will see profound change in your life. Don't let 2024 be another year we. After we've exhausted every single avenue, every single resource, every, any single option that we possibly could do from our side, after we've exhausted all those options, only then run to the Lord. Let's not live that way. Rather walk into every situation, every confrontation, every gathering, prayed up, stirred up, filled up, with the glory of the Lord, with the hope of His glory, with the peace that He gives that transcends the understanding of the world, filled with the love of Christ that overcame death. Imagine having that mindset and going into this new year. Your life will be totally different. Our lives will be totally different. In 2024, let's walk with mountain-moving faith. Now, for those of you that do not know, 2024, coincidentally, is a leap year. We have an extra day. 366 days. Still 52 weeks. 52 Sundays. Are we only going to make the most of 52 Sundays? 
or are we going to use every single day, 366 to be exact, of glorious opportunities to love God, to serve God, to serve His people, to grow in our relationships with Him, to spend time with Him, to start cultivating a life with Him, a relationship that builds a foundation in our lives, that helps us, that shows us where we are, are wrong, and that helps us to correct ourselves so that we continue to walk with Him faithfully. This new year, don't live from a Sunday to a Sunday. Let's take that leap of faith. Let's trust the Lord to make use of every single available opportunity that He has given us so that we can draw closer to Him, so that we can thrive in this new year. Let's commit to walk by faith and not by sight, and let's make every day count. I'm going to ask you to stand and the band can come up as I just want to pray for us this morning. Father, this morning we just stand humbly before you, Lord. And we say, here we are. Here's our hearts. We present ourselves to you, Lord. We present our year in review, everything that has happened, everything that we have gone through in this life, and we bring it before you. For many of us, that is an image of a, of a blank canvas. And we say, Lord, come and have your way in my life. Come and paint the perfect picture in my life this year. Father, we pray this morning that you will help us, that you will strengthen us by your spirit. That you will continue to purify us, that you will continue to reveal to us the things in our lives that we need to submit to you and allow you to come and work in completely, Lord, so that we can draw closer to you this year. Help us, Father, to make use of every single day, of every single week, of every single month to lift up your name, to glorify you, to live like a city on a hill, Help us, Lord, so that our lights will shine every day, every second, every minute of every hour, Lord, and not just on some days. That is my prayer this morning, that you will help us, Lord, that you will help those of us who we feel, Lord, that we have been living lives from a Sunday to a Sunday or from the one big thing to the next. We pray, Lord, that you will come and help us to grow to endure, to stay strong so that we can become mature, so that we can become stronger. Because we know the God who will make it happen for us. We know the God who goes before us. You've already went into this new year, Father, and you know what lies before us. We don't. But that's okay because we know the one who does. 
this morning just for a few moments just bring your heart before the Lord just anew just before him just say Father come and have it all come and have your way in my life completely I surrender it all Lord whatever it is this morning that you feel you need to put before the Lord if you know certain areas in your life that you have struggled with this year family finances friends health Whatever it is, bring it before the Lord now in prayer, just where you are standing. Speak to Him now. Say, Lord, I'm sorry I ran out before you. I'm sorry I, I ran away or stayed behind. Father, I want to walk with you all the way. I know you are with me all the way. I'm sorry for being the one who went away. Just for a few moments, just bring your heart before the Lord. Just speak to Him. just worship you this morning Lord and we say thank you Father for giving us another year thank you Father for your mercy your steadfastness your hand over us maybe it was tough maybe it was challenging at times Father but you always there you're always with us and you will always be with us your word tells us you'll never leave us nor forsake us we thank you, Lord, that you give us great hope. I pray, Lord, that as we leave this place tonight, Father, this morning, as we leave this place this morning, Father, that you will come and speak to us, continue to make a life to us that it does not end here as we leave this place. We don't leave you behind in this place. You are with us as we leave here. You come with us, Father, wherever we go, when we get in our cars, when we go home, when we go to family, friends. You're with us. We are never alone. We love you, Father. We worship you and we give our lives to you. We give this year to you. We pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wishing everyone a, a very happy new year. If we don't see you tonight, um, we will see you again next year. And uh, maybe as you leave this place, uh, just say Happy New Year to someone. Just, just speak to someone. Uh, we're going to remind you in the front. If you need prayer, if you need us to pray with you for anything, please do not feel pressure to leave. We will pray with you.
Amen.